Welcome to the Drunk Guys Book Club, where books aren't just for school, where book clubs aren't just for women, and these beers are not for little women, because that would be illegal. I'm Mike. I'm Nate. I'm Jimmy. And we're the Drunk Guys, and this week we're reading Little Women by Louisa May Alcott. And starting with she a beer. damn well will Alcott. <laughs> <laughs> not some of the cot, all cot. And this is a beer from Finback called Sorta Queens, because you know little women are sort of queens. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. Well, but it's our a podcast. Li- a little bit. It doesn't have to make sense. It's our podcast. This is a double dry hop, double IPA, of course, with. Mosaic and El Dorado in the dry hopping. And is a 9% beer. It is a counterpart to sort of Brooklyn or kind of Brooklyn. Whatever that one was. Quarter, kind of Brooklyn we did a while back with... Um, fuck, what was that? That's stupid with, with the guy with Tourette's. Uh, motherless Motherless Brooklyn. Brooklyn. We, oh. did, we did that. They, so oh, they, they did yeah, yeah, kind yeah. of Brooklyn yeah. and they sort of Queens because they're still... I thought you were talking about a brewer with Tourette's. It's like, I don't remember this. <laughs> hops! <laughs> uh, they're, uh... Hops. <laughs> eat, eat me, hops! <laughs> Shit. We are not cool. This, <laughs> this, this beer is incredible. This is very nice. It's fantastic. This is one of the best I've had in a long time. They were they're just pumping out the good IPAs. This is the compliment to kind of Brooklyn because they're opening their brewery in Brooklyn eventually. Sweet. I don't know when. It's, it's much, by, uh, much it's, closer for me to get to than the I don't know, Ridgewood regular or, one. Oh, Glendale, right? They're in like Gowanus or something like that's where the new one's going to be. New, oh, Jesus. I don't know if that's really much. Actually, the it's like a 12 closer, closer to you. Much closer to me. Well, you should just move closer to here. <laughs> we, should, we should lead with the fact that we all hated this book. I'm gonna, this is, I tried <laughs> so hard to find something likable in it. I, I saw, really, really I saw the movie, the 90s movie with Winona Ryder, maybe a month or two before I read this book. And oh, it, yeah. was not, it was not bad. They just they cut out I know uh, I saw it the a extraneous long time ago. shit, which was an extraordinary amount of extraneous shit. We should... Okay, I just want to say a couple of things before you guys just shit on the book pretty oh, hard. And, and we're, we're, um, okay. It's going to be like first a sky of all, shit. <laughs> let's just say why. So... The, there why, are two what? problems with the book. Oh, why it sucks. Wait, there is Nate two... saying he's not going to shit on the book? Because he's not joining too. Okay, I think you guys will have it covered. It's what I'm, what I'm, <laughs> I'm trying to be covered in shit. <laughs> so, the first problem is, and I actually read this on Wikipedia this morning, that when the oh, Louisa, May, uh, Louisa May Alcott submitted the first nine chapters to the fucking publisher, the publisher and her, and they agreed it was sort of dull. <laughs> but the publisher gave the chapters to his like niece or something like that who found it splendid. And they thought that there was a market basically for a book about... Women who were allowed to read. <laughs> though the word teenager hadn't been invented yet for what is essentially teenage girls. That's really like a girls. concept of the 20th century. Is it, yeah, the, very much so. But, 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 but you turned 14 and got a job. Which is kind of what the term little women means because it's sort of like between childhood and full adulthood. So that's kind of what the point was. Anyway, uh, they both thought it was kind of dull, but then girls read it and you have to admit it is kind of the first thing of its of its kind. And so other, sure, other girls like, like 1850s, it. 1868. Like, there were not very many women writers at all. Well, it was definitely during the Civil War, so it was during the 1860s. Right, right, right. She, so, she had a very like progressive father uh, in terms of education. Mm-hmm, like he yeah. had he had pretty progressive ideas of education, I should say. And she was the, also this, friends with Henry David Thoreau because it's fucking Concord, Massachusetts. And, this, and so this she book was, is also a little. It's a little autobiographical. Yeah, it's semi certainly it's like semi autobiographical. Autobiographical. Um, so Except that's so much fun stuff happened. That's to her. one problem. So even. The author thought it was kind of dull when she wrote it. <laughs> However, <laughs> it sold pretty well when it finally, because it sold pretty well when it was published. Now, I want to say the one of the main problems is, it's like, what is the conflict in the book? Like, even I'm talking about when you like start it, when you read the first couple of chapters and you're like, what is the conflict going on? Uh, you can kind of see a conflict just in Joe. 
Yeah, exactly. So yeah. she's she, which is, she's Louise May Alcott. Yes, it's just her. She's kind of Joe, but like the conflict is so one of the the things is that well, it's the middle of the Civil War. It's eighteen sixty two. Two or three, Something one of those. Like that, yeah. Anyway, the father is gone because he's volunteered to be a. He's uh, like a chaplain. Chaplain in the Civil War. He's, to, he's, in, a, he's in a preacher the army in the Civil War. By the way, Concord, Massachusetts, very much abolitionist. So that was like an important thing back then. But anyway, and so it's like the mother and the teenage girls. They're sort of like have to kind of get along by themselves, I guess, for the first time. And then the other problem, and so and then the as, other conflict as tiny ladies, as tiny ladies. Exactly. Can we try to find as many oh, uh, I've been looking synonyms for, looking for, this for little women? Diminutive dames. <laughs> <laughs> Minuscule ma- uh, madams. Ooh, that's a good one. That's off the, I'm going to work on this. You keep talking. <laughs> okay. Bitty and bitches. Then, Bitty bitches. <laughs> uh, Small smuts. <laughs> or sluts. Oh, anyway, that's uh, what smut is. Yeah. So, uh, uh, and then I guess it's a little bit like, well, they clearly... Lori, really, who's a boy, by the way, really I've likes got some comments. Joe. I've got some comments I on I fucking hate that guy. And, but even this is kind of overselling the conflict a bit. There's kind of no conflict. It's just really like stories about what it was like to be a teenage girl in 1862. It's like a slice of life if the slice period. was the entire pizza. Yeah. It's too much slice. And... So our problem with is like, well, we're not teenage girls, so we're not going to even find it interesting on that you level. You don't know and that. <laughs> well, okay, I'm pretty sure you. <laughs> neither of you are teenage girls. At least I hope not. Um, I might identify as one. <laughs> we're and, be illegal for us to drink these. So we're not the Shh. target audience, and we're not. And there's no conflict. So like, what is going on here besides is just stories about. Light. Being about how awesome it is to be poor, I couldn't figure out how poor be, they were. Which because they still had a fucking maid. Yeah, like maid. they don't fucking work, and then they yeah. But she was she was even poorer than them. So. It's, the gen, <laughs> it's the genteel poor. It's yeah, the, like they it's used the poor, to have money. The affluent poor. They used to they used to have bucks, and now they don't. And, and like, oh no, what was it, Amy? One of them. One of the daughters is so sad that they don't have money anymore. Amy, Amy she's a piece Amy, of shit. Amy's the snobby bitch. I hate her. And I hate the book, but I hated her especially. Anyway, that is why we, as men, did not like the book. Not as men, but as people. Also because it was bad. One other thing. The second half... Okay, the first half was published as its own standalone book first. And then when that did well... Louisa May Alcott wrote the second book in like three months. She and shit rushed it, it out. Yeah, she and just rushed I, it. I really enjoyed when I had already finished it, and I got that message from Mike saying, "I just finished it. I just saw that it's only the first half. What the fuck? I enjoyed. I enjoyed half, that quite a bit. The second half is I'm so disappointed. So bad." Is and now and and I'm pretty sure in like the movie versions, whenever it's it's really just they, the first they half. really stream. No, no, they, they don't do, they the, do the second the, half. They do the second all. half absolutely. Yeah, really? they totally the, the do. One, uh, yeah, they just they, they cut just, a they lot cut, of everything. They cut a shitload. Oh, okay. Anyway, but, yeah, they, no, they get they get the sa- the ending. Most of it is everything still the is first the half. same. They just cut extensively because most of it is filler. Yeah. So let's talk about who these um, Lilliputian ladies are. <laughs> uh, we have. Four sisters, Joe, Beth, Amy, and Meg. And then there's the mom, who's also Marm in the book. Marm. And, uh, Marmy. Marmy. It's like a hill people talk. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Marmy. <laughs> Jesus. And uh, they, I forget which one's older. Beth's one uh, of the older Meg, ones. Meg is the oldest. Joe is second. Beth is third. And Amy is fourth. Man, all right. Someone read it at least. I thought Joe was the oldest. No, she's not. Uh, Meg, Meg is older. Okay, she gets she married gets married first. first yeah, yeah. and uh, they're living, and it, it really one of the things that immediately shows you how old as fuck this book is because it starts at Christmas time, and they're talking about what they're going to get their mother, and they're like, "I have a dollar to spend," and it's like, <laughs> <laughs> it's like "I'm going to buy her dollar. a pair of gloves, a bottle of cologne, and <laughs> I'll have a little left over for me." <laughs> I couldn't figure out, man, a dollar went fucking (laughs) far. Like, they say a whole bunch of shit for what they're going to buy with a dollar. (laughs) And they're exaggerating just a little. (laughs) I I couldn't figure out if they were poor. I spent a lot of time on that. You know what else would go far right now? Anything but this book. But yes, another beer. 
Uh, the offspring. <laughs> they are going to go far, kid. Yeah. This book was pretty not fly, though. Uh, it's from Beacon Skiff Apple Orchards, 1911 established. What? I don't, I'm just reading the can. It's like a whole, this is almost as long as the book itself right here. It says, Cuddle and Fireside after that sleigh ride. It's a fucking long book. Cranberry Premium Small Batch Hard Cider. It's their fucking Christmas cider because the book starts at Christmas time. Here's That's a cranberry fine. cider. I don't even know what to expect of this or who made it, really, even at this point. This could either be, this could be awesome or terrible. It's not very sweet, according to their thing. I think it's quite lovely. This is really good. Yeah, it's nice. It's just enough cranberry. It smells way more like cranberry than it tastes. That's what she said. Anyway, there's these four sisters and their mom and their slave woman, nanny, whatever her fucking, whatever her name was. was like kind of Irish, but also just kind of poor American. I don't really know. (laughs) Yeah, she's like useless and All of her stuff is written phonetically and gibberish. And she's just so happy to like clean. Oh, she's like, oh, I'm so pleased. <laughs> yeah, I couldn't figure out if they were poor or not the whole time. Oh, they're definitely poor. But they're because not. Because the whole book like, is a circle jerk about being poor. But, like, being really poor must have fucking sucked in 1868. Because yeah. they have a home and a maid. Yeah, but they, like, they yeah. like, didn't have a mortgage. Yeah, at least they weren't Irish children. Or that German family that they treat like shit throughout the book. The Hummels. They, they, they treat the they're only ones that treat the Hummels nice. But they but then they get tuberculosis from them. <laughs> no, uh, it wasn't tuberculosis. It was, scarlet fever or yeah. some shit. But there's a line when they when they have the leftovers and like bring all the leftovers to the Hummels. They like messes. It's <laughs> what it said in the book. <laughs> well, they're dirty krauts. Give them this pile of old bread, and then they get there and like one of their children died and like that's terrible. Better hold it for a while, Beth. Yeah, hold the dead baby. We're getting hold, way ahead. Hold yeah. the plague baby. We're getting way ahead. It's not that far ahead. Like that's that true. Happens, that yeah, happens they, pretty they, off the they bat. They start leading the uh, the the plot line Marching of Beth, Beth dying. towards death. Who was Claire Danes in the movie? Oh, I never actually saw the movie. You know what? If if the book had been the movie like that that length, I would have been much more okay with it. But it was about eleven times longer than it needed to be. It was yeah. It was it was horrendous. They should have been called big bitches. <laughs> <laughs> Gigantic wide, girls, wide, <laughs> wide women. Instead, it was Lilliputian ladies, <laughs> and uh, uh, they they're hanging. They do really dumb shit. Like there, there was this whole chapter where they put on a play. They put Shakespeare. on all their but, like, nice. all their but, stuff is like nice. no. They do like r- dumb. They, plays. They, they make up their own play. Or uh, oh, they, they Joe do, writes yeah. plays. But it's in the style of Shakespeare. It's like Shakespeare if you got kicked in the head by a mule. This is garbage. And they have the the dumbest character. Sack breath. The, 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 the neighbor. Spider, no? Their right. neighbor, uh, Theo, or Theodore. Uh, but he his name is Theodore Laurie. And he doesn't like when people call him uh, Dora. Because it's a girl's name. So he says, just call me Laurie. Which is <laughs> also a girl's name. Well, at least it's his last name, right? Yeah. But it's still, he says, I don't like being going by, you could go by Theo. He's like, I don't like Dora. Call me Laurie. Call me a fucking boy's name. Yeah. Call me Laurie. But yeah. It's like, okay, dude. Wasn't it Christian Bale in that movie? He was Christian Bale, yeah. He oh, was, it was Laurie. And his whole goal in the movie is pants? to fuck <laughs> one of them. Anyone. Just whichever one will rub his dick, he will fuck him. It's pretty clear, actually. He's going too. for Joe for most of it. He's like, oh, she's not going to smash this. I will fuck one of the other ones. She is into the sniz very clearly through most, like... Joe? Joe is, Joe is not into cock. No, no, she's just... She's she's Louise Malcott. She's she, the but she marries... Slightly more independent woman. Bear. The yeah. old, the she old wears, German. She marries the bear. Oh, spoilers. <laughs> <laughs> Bigger spoiler. This book blows... Um, so then there's a whole bunch of episodes where they're like, let's make a play. Let's, let's, in, let's let Lori into our club of our shitty newsletter we make. Right? They do a thing like that. Yeah, they, they, the, the literary magazine that they decide to Where they all write, write shitty poems and stories, and then you have to read the one. The entire thing. There yeah. are so many chapters that are just worthless. They're just filler. Like my, my favorite one that I wrote down that was terrible 
was uh, Lori's grandfather. He lives with his grandfather because his uh, father or mother ran away. His father ran off with an Italian Oh, yes, an Italian. I believe is how it's pronounced. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, he sent the kid to live with him. But uh, there's a whole chapter how Beth buys him slippers. And then he writes her a nice letter, and she gives him a hug. Yeah. And that's 20, 30 pages. Can I say, though, that uh, Mr. Lori is uh, the, the subject. The elder Lori? Uh, yes, the elder of my favorite sentence I've ever read, ever. You probably skimmed over this, but this was a... As I, I read two different versions of the book when I realized I was reading... I was reading one that was heavily, heavily annotated, so every chapter would have, like... Even a, longer? A, th- a third of the amount of chapter was just notes about... Mm-hmm. Everything and I kind of didn't read most of them after a while because I didn't care to know that much historical information. But then I switched to one without all the notes to plow through the rest of it. But there's a sentence, and this is a direct quote where they're writing a letter, you know, back and forth. There's a lot of letter ap- chapters where they're just, then what's going on while you're over here? And it says, Mr. Laurie is as full of dildos as usual. What? <laughs> <laughs> Telling you, look, I'm not making that up. <laughs> does, does that mean something differently? I, I, think, I think so. You probably, there's a chance it meant the same thing. You know, they meant they just they, they did not explain. Like it's not what you think. Just like dildos had a little footnote next to it, and it was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Which I have is an still old true. record, like an old like vinyl record of um, like jokes and silly things, and it was like. Uh, it says in the title like TV's biggest boners. Oh yeah, boner meant just like mistake like, like or a, joke. Yeah. I was like, oh okay, so maybe dildo means something else like fake jokes. <laughs> <laughs> fake eight, something. Eight inch long fake jokes. That's like the Batman thing with the boner. That boner thing in Batman. No, you were saying the thing with the Joker and then Batman. We, we've fi- talked about, we've this about it. Yeah, like oh, I've shown yeah. the biggest boner he's ever seen. Yeah. So <laughs> Google that shit if nothing else today. That's really funny. So it's better than this book. It says Mr. Laurie is as full of dildos as usual, and I was like, skip, like reading the book, and I would, I just zone out, and all of a sudden, woke up for a woke like, What? <laughs> what? Is that why he's always <laughs> sitting down? <laughs> That's why his son ran away. <laughs> his father was just crammed full of dildos. All the, all the chairs in this house are very uncomfortable. <laughs> so that was the funniest. That was the highlight of the book for me, was that sentence. <laughs> was it the notes? Well, no, just the dildos. <laughs> He's full of dildos. There were a lot of other sentences where that was, that was the only thing. I, the only joy I got out of the book was whenever they'd say something that sounded sexual today. <laughs> like when there's a part where like, we're having this. Do you care for nuts? Like, and I was like, that's funny. I'm going to write that's That's not, not, that's a funny joke to me. <laughs> the rest of it, though. You take the joy you can from it. That and the handful of racist shit that appears throughout the book. You know what? For a book written in the 1860s, there's not as much yeah. racism as How there. How about the part where they talk about one of them tying her hair into a heeb-like knot? Yeah. No, I do remember that part. Yeah. And, also, I'm not sure what that means. And mentioning a large-nosed oh. Jew. They did have the large nose Jew thing, and the uh, the one black. There's no black people in the book. It's, it's Massachusetts, but they don't mention anything about it at all. There's never an, even like a throwaway a line where it's like, and those poor enslaved Africans. They never mention anything. True, yeah. Except at the very end, when Joe opens her school and it's like, and there's one quadroon, <laughs> and he's the best singer. And he could moonwalk. And like, like, <laughs> but like, the quadroon never gets a name. One glove. He gets mentioned a couple of times, and the quadroon can sing really well. Can I also say another episode? The episode with the pickled limes? Oh, yeah. Do you remember this? Yes, Where I do. One of them, it wasn't Joe, it was Meg. She like spent a whole Purple. 25 cents. She spent she a whole dollar. 600 limes. <laughs> And then no, but here's the thing. And and but pickled limes. They're not limes. They're pickled limes. E- even tastier. Actually, the the annotated version gave the fucking recipe for pickled limes. Really? Yeah. Like, like I don't need brine to, and limes. It's I, it's like a fucking confection. It's a stupid thing. Though. You know what else would be a confection? Not reading this book, <laughs> but yes. Here, let's read. Let's here. This is this is a beer. 
This is called Fair Maiden. It is an 8.2% Imperial IPA from Foley Brothers Brewing in Brandon, Vermont. The only place whiter than the place this book takes place, probably. (laughs) And uh, it doesn't really say anything else about here. It's a smooth and luscious lady with an exciting aroma. Fair Maiden. There's there's at least least one. Actually, Joe is not fair. They're very... Not very fair. They say a lot how she's brown. But... (laughs) Because she's got dark hair and she's not lily white. She but has a slight tinge. Amy was the pretty one. Amy was the pretty one. And Meg is also, you know, she got it going on. And Beth just is dead. She, she's just dying. <laughs> she's just a piece of shit. And this is kind of okay. Yeah, it's nothing great. It's fine. It's not that old. We bought this re- We bought this together. Anyway, so... Maybe a, six weeks ago. A uh, line that I thought Jimmy would pick up on. Whereas... whereas so... Pickled limes were, like, against the rules at school. Like, the schoolmaster. Yeah. In the one room schoolhouse, you were not allowed to have anything because, you know, they're Protestants. They're Puritans, right? It's Massachusetts, basically, right? So, anyway, yeah. they're basically Puritans. Uh, they're not allowed to have anything. There's especially these pickled limes. But Amy had, like, a dozen of them in her desk. And the she other... She was trying to win the favor of the other kids. Yeah, the other kids. And... Basically, some but the evil, but the really another really pitchy one, a really pitchy girl, told on Amy to the to the schoolmaster, and the schoolmaster made Amy throw them all away out the window. But it was out the window, and then the lime, and then the, the here's the line. It was said something like, and then Amy had was so sad, and she had to throw them out the window, and the little Irish children were so happy. Eat the garbage. Like literally, <laughs> uh, yeah. there are little Irish children hanging out outside the school picking up the garbage. Not allowed to go to school because they're Catholic. Well, that's yeah. still true for most of uh, Boston, at least, right? If I've seen any of those movies where it's the Dropkick Murphy no, they're, soundtrack, they're, they're all and in, every the townies child is Irish. They just run around the streets, little street urchins. Eating window debris. Well, clearly that, that was the case. Not in cops. Concord, Massachusetts, in not 1868. Or 1862. That's how you prove you're not a cop. Anyway, that was my story. <laughs> no, was, that was one of the dumbest passages. I remember that now. It's hard to pick out a truly. And also, what did passage. it have to do with anything else? Uh, not really anything. It was clearly just a story from the author's life. Like, oh, that is a funny thing I heard about at school. I feel like it, there's, there's, always, there's always the line of fleshing out the story and like adding stuff, or is it too bare bones? And just padding. Or the filler. But this book is mostly filler. Like, it's fine to, if you include, like... Filler. Doesn't <laughs> matter. Actually, I think these passages all do have a meaning. I think the overall point of the book is to instruct children in how to be good Christian children. Yeah, to there be was, good Protestant. It was almost like... Yeah. I, I thought of it as almost like they're like Protestant fables. or it's yeah. Which fables isn't quite the right word for it, but it's like, yeah, no, here's ab- how absolutely. to be a good young woman. Here's how to be a good, you know... Person, here's how to work hard, and when in the, and the it's like and it's like each little not each chapter, but a lot of chapters have a little moral or a little lesson at the end. Especially it said something like said something like ah, and then the mother would say, "Well, yes, dear, that's why it is important to find love instead of just marrying for riches or something like that." The chapter for and me that Amy really summed that. it up was their chapter where they go on summer vacation, and they're like. Uh, the mother leaves. To Cape Cod. The mother way. leaves for like a week or something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> to Cape Cod. That's where they were. She's like, Joe got some money, $25 for selling the fucking I'm rights to her I'm going to buck. Vegas. And it was literally like, that's a week vacation by the seaside, $25. And, and I'm going to buy a pair of gloves and a hat <laughs> yeah. and, and a the, house. The girls, <laughs> the, girls have, the girls have a week <laughs> on their own. And they're like, we're going to do whatever we want for a week. Yeah, I remember this now. And it's just like... You're going to do your chores? Like, no, we don't have to do chores. Mom's not here. And they spend like three or four days not doing work or chores, and everything falls apart in their lives. Everything their bird apart. dies because <laughs> she didn't feed it, and everything's a mess, and they all look like homeless people. And it's like, we can never not work again for more than a day. The mom comes back and says, isn't it, ple- I wrote this down, it's pleasanter to have daily duties. Otherwise, and then you get you can, backed then up. Then the fun is, you know, you enjoy the good you times. You need more fiber. Like you need. 
Daily duties. <laughs> the, no, but like she says, like it's just <laughs> have daily duties because you're just a fucking asshole. <laughs> the, more time, the more times you say it, but you're fuck you. <laughs> um, because it's stinky. No, but she says it, and they're like, "Yes, your mother. You are so wise." And the whole time I was like, "Oh, you do that, kids. I bet that'll be great." Wink, wink. You stupid bitches. <laughs> <laughs> I've already learned to accept this situation. Like, Amy is like 10. And yeah, like, she learn to Learn to work every day. Amy is the worst. I wish she died, too. They can only kill one kid. I was hoping... You know, there are sequels, and I hope she dies in them. There's one sequel. Joe's Boys. I want to say there's more than one I think sequel. there are two. Think two. Really? Yeah, I oh. think if there are four books total. It was Little Women 1 really? and 2. Joe's boys. And oh, then there's little one, one and two. You're, Joe's yeah. men. <laughs> no, if you're doing it right. But yeah, Joe's boys is one, and uh, I think there's. I think I think you're right. I think there's another one. I hope Amy dies. <laughs> fucking, That's book four. I, Amy dies. Book four. That's all it is. She just dies a terrible it's death. She's a piece pages. of shit. Oh, I hated her. Anyway, so I'm gonna say the parts that started to get a little bit interesting. In terms of like, I kind of cared what go what what was going on was when they get the letter from the Union Army and they say that you know their father is very very sick. You need to go come see him because he's, he's in a been hospital in Washington. With a case of bullet. <laughs> <laughs> he's got bullet itis. Turns out he's allergic to bullets. <laughs> he's got early onset bullet. You better hurry. He's we're treating he's got him with end stage bullet. Yeah, like what what, what are they gonna do? Anyway, and so, and then everyone is so upset. Bullet and then, is spread to the lymph nodes. <laughs> <laughs> and it was like, and everyone is like so worried and upset. It was like, okay, now you, I guess I kind of finally felt something for them. And then the mother goes down to go see, uh, down to visit him. And then it's really just the girls on their own. And that's when the elder Lawrence neighbor decides to kind of like help take care of them, even though it's still mostly the maid who yeah. like does make but anyway, I felt like, oh, everyone is so sad. That was kind of a part that happened. And then another thing is while the mother is gone, Beth is like babysitting, as we would say now. The She's taking baby. care of the child who like dies. And they're like, oh holding that he, dead baby yeah, for they're hours. Literally like holding on to the baby that has this, you know, the scarlet fever and a beer. <laughs> I have a beer for this. I have, oh, a beer for, for this, for okay. Beth. And then Beth gets very, very sick. And this is one of the meanest things I will ever say, but it would have been way better if she just died right there. She's really just... It would have been a better story she's if she really, also got sick and died. She died. Right she takes yes. forever she, to She die. dies years later, but is just weak and sickly for years. Her character and exists she only to die for about three quarters of the book. Yeah. Well, she and dies the in quarter of the two. book, she's dead. <laughs> Like well, then she dies in part two. She t- she takes forever to die. Yeah, but mm-hmm. this is this is a common thing. Like in in if you read stuff or about before like nineteen forty, like they've been sickly, like they they once inhaled a thing and now they're dying. Yeah, no, I mean it's they have realistic. to go. It they just, have to take to the healing waters to go not die for a while. It just takes too fucking or a sanatorium or something. Well. In Warm Springs, oh. Arkansas. This like is oh, Hot Springs, right? That, that, that's the only national park inside of a city. Uh, and then there's the place in Georgia that FDR would go to cure his polio, which, of course, didn't Didn't work, fucking work. You should have talked to Jonas Salk, buddy. <laughs> so this is called, today's forecast, unhealthy air quality for sensitive groups. <laughs> That's what they do. Is like you gotta go, gotta go to the beach and get clean air, and it'll cure your scarlet fever. Really, like that's where malaria means bad air. Like people did not understand how germs fucking it's worked. The fucking yeah. mosquitoes. Now, like no, it's the bad air. You got to get out of the bad air area. This is from Evil Twin DYC. It is a fourteen percent alcohol imperial stout brewed with toasted marshmallow. It is. Uh, Sounds. It sounds good. Sounds heavy. It smells like fucking marshmallow. That's intriguing. And chocolate, of course. I would be. I've had many of these. Regretted none. This is. That's a marshmallow, right? Wow. 
I don't like marshmallows. I think they're unnatural and creepy. They're just uh, obese sugar. Yeah. Didn't we talk about that at some point? I think we did. Probably. But uh, this is uh, amazing. This is I wouldn't say I'm getting a lot of marshmallow, but this is really nice. It d- tastes like a it's fucking mostly marshmallow chocolate. to me. Uh, it's, it's, it's very, very chocolatey is what I would say. Put your nose in. I get like a Count Chocula vibe, Count Chocula vibe from this. Yeah, okay. Maybe it smells a little bit more like marshmallow. It's but t- It tastes like a liquid marshmallow. Like a lucky charm, not like, like a not like a fancy organic marshmallow. <laughs> I don't know if that's even a thing. I'm sure it is. Maybe I'm sure it is. Stevia. <laughs> isn't I mean, isn't marshmallow just fucking sugar? It's just sugar. Isn't that it? Yeah. Sugar that it's let itself go. They put a bu- <laughs> put like a bike pump on it and you just <laughs> <laughs> must be it. anyway, this is delicious. This it's is very nice. Really, really good. And that is a sure way to die. Oh. I This had... would go very nicely with some Graham cracker and chocolate. Oh, yeah. All right, so we can go through all the dumb episodes of the book. I had another dumb episode I wrote down because it was hilarious. Uh, the, they have the intense croquet battle against oh, the yeah. British uh, kids. I think it's called Roke. This one was croquet. We have a fucking beer for that dumb British kid. Shit. The, Brit- the croquet battle, and then they play truth or dare, but not dare. But not dare. It was just truth, they, yeah. they just, they just like play they truth. Play truth. 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 <laughs> What's the worst army? Fucking redcoats. Is that what they say? No, but they they meant it. His conquered yeah. Massachusetts. But this <laughs> this this chapter was about uh, from my accounted it was about four hundred thousand pages. <laughs> <laughs> it was like reading it War was, and Peace twice. It yeah. was a very long book. Like Mike, I thought I was done. I was actually only halfway done. Because I looked and at it, it was man, like, because I, I was reading it, and I was like, doesn't, because it was only Amy getting married. I was like, wait, no, Joe gets, she's the fucking main character. She's not getting married yet? She doesn't even have a thing? And I was like, I didn't see Mary Laurie? That is not true. And I was like, and I really, I almost would not have read the second half. I would have known to read the second half. I would have had a very boring discussion with you two yeah. and myself only knowing the second half, and not that well. Yeah. Uh, anyway, and I was like, that doesn't make sense. It doesn't feel like it's over yet. They're not even little women yet. They're still very little women. Yeah, exactly. So I was like, you know what? I wondered. Then I looked it up on Goodreads, and it's like 459 pages. What? They're infinitesimal ingenues. <laughs> there has to be more to this. It and I was got, like, holy it got shit. Str- it's it got twice stretched. as long. got stretched. Anyway, the second half, much worse. I don't know if it's worse. I really don't know if it's okay. worse. Yes. I'm not claiming the first half is that amazing, but the second half did not need to exist. Should have just had in in roughly what is, you know, the end of book 1, had Joe Mary Lori period end of story. Boom. I like that. Right. None of that other bullshit. <laughs> I'm a yeah. poet and didn't even know it. The plot is about 10% of the book. The rest is just little anecdotes. Like, okay, the conflict, meaning the plot, like like what is really going on. The the, the conflict is ten percent of the book, and then it's just other stories about the, stuff the, that happens. It's a conflict is even a loose term. There's no yeah, exactly. Real saying that conflict like even conflict. happens. <laughs> anyway, the second half of the book did not need to exist. That's my I'm, opinion. I'm going to take it just one step further. The first half also <laughs> didn't need to exist. Holy shit, man. It was the worst. Well, listen, somebody wrote a book, uh, allegedly. Somebody wrote a book called Ass Goblins of Auschwitz. (laughs) (laughs) Does that book need to exist? No, it definitely doesn't. So after reading that, who are we to cast aspersions upon this book? I reading it twice. Yes, that is the other problem. I I guess it's it would be weird about the second half because it would feel pretty anticlimactic at the end of the first half if it just ended. It just ended. I mean, what, yeah, I don't that's exactly why I that's why I realized there must be more because the first half just kind of like like wait what that's it. Oh, we that left out problem. a few a few really fun things from the first half. Uh, after Beth gets sick from the German baby, she takes a bunch <laughs> of belladonna and feels better. Which is poison. But it's poison that kills the germ poison. Right? And her know. immune system. Yeah. What did she die? She just had like a weakened she's, immune she's system. Just, is that she's what it was, probably basically? weak from all the belladonna she was taking. Also, 
this is in the second half. There was a boy she liked that didn't like her back, so she was so sad. Well, and then she died. But that oh, no, was no, like no, years no. later. No, no, that no. Was it was um, Joe thought that Beth was into Lori, but she wasn't. So she it was, was a different boy. No, there was no boy. She thought she was. was. She was just sad about. There was a weird. There was another weird boy who used to like walk by. I thought. I thought she just felt like she was into Lori, so she didn't want to like try and you know cock block her sister, so she left town. But it turns out she's like, no, I knew he was into you, and I'm gonna die young, no, no, so no. I'm not gonna bother. Okay, maybe that too. No, that's not what I remember. But I mean, so I so so, ma- so many nothings happened. You know, anyway. I was also thinking about when we mentioned uh, uh, Lori. They mentioned him in a way that should have struck us as familiar because it reminded me very much of Turn of the Screw. They described that he never wore a hat. <laughs> <laughs> that informal piece of shit. <laughs> and, and I remember taking a note on that. Holy shit, that was a thing. <laughs> <laughs> no hat. What a worthless bitch. <laughs> That's how you know. So right, anyway, Lori <laughs> is like, you know, he lives next door. And he's trying and to he, smash any sister and, Any can. of them. But he clearly likes Joe the most. Because she's, uh, she's like the most interesting. Yeah. Well, and she's the only one with any personality. But then, and she's almost kind of like more forward and more. Oh, she's very she's she's, headstrong. She's very strong. Uppity, uppity for a lady. By the way, we're going to talk about how it compares to Pride and Prejudice a little bit later. But um, it's somehow worse. <laughs> that's, that's I thought Pride and Prejudice was better worse. than this one. Definitely yeah, worse. this uh, is somehow worse. Oh, yeah. So, uh, anyway. The point is, like, he, Laurie, really likes Joe, but he doesn't say anything until after he goes to college for fucking four years. And then More finally, like 45 four years. years later, comes back and he's like graduating college and is like, still no hat. But still, they're friends. <laughs> this, this book could also be called, like, Little Laurie friend, tries little to friend, fuck sisters. Or no, I was going to say Little Friend Zone, but. Uh, <laughs> But anyway, uh, after Joe rejects him, cute-sized cockblock, he, re- he she rejects him partly because he, she thinks that Beth is into him. Also, because or was it Amy? She no, she's also like I can never. I, she I'm not ready to love him now. Maybe she, later. She doesn't. She's and not it's into my job to love general. him all the way. She's not into dudes in general, but she also believes that Beth is into him, and she's already going to die, so she might as well let him have this. For like six months before. So he could also die of whatever she has. Yeah. Anyway, but magic. But anyway, so <laughs> Joe rejects Lori, and then Lori is all sad and goes off to Europe. Meanwhile, where Amy, he has this beautiful quote that I wrote down because it's incredible. He's a he's a worthless dude. He's just kind of rolling. He's a he's a gentleman of leisure. Because his family's wealthy. His, fam- his family is rich. They bought Beth a piano. Or Not the most point. rich in the world, but they're rich enough that he doesn't have to ever do anything. He just, you know, studies and travels. And his grandfather did like trade with the Caribbean, he does you know, business. stuff like that. Yeah, he does like trade stuff. And Laurie is just so bored by that and doesn't want to do it. And so he is, you know, just hanging out, living life as a rich, not useful dude. And he tells them, can't a fellow take a little innocent amusement now and then without losing his respectability? And I think the answer to the book is no. Yeah. No, if you ever have fun and stop working, you're going to go to hell and your family will die. The whole book was a giant fucking advertisement for the Puritan work ethic. Yeah. Yeah. The Protestant work ethic. Protestant, Which yeah, is yeah. an evolution of the Puritan work ethic. And um, doing your job and being pr- damn proud of it. And proper, yeah. Yeah, mm-hmm. and, and doing the right thing. And saving money and, you know, living simply and frugally. Yeah. And without pride. The whole book is just like, it, all they do is like have a big... Oh, a lot of sense. I guess it's not a circle jerk because they're ladies, but like a circle jilling of circle. how great it is to be poor and how it makes you a better person. Yeah, yeah, kind of. Also, we did yeah. not mention... The best part of this entire book. The end when it no, was no, no. over. No, 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 no. There's a better part. <laughs> Wait. The part before we I started. Shall we mention a beer first? We shall mention a beer. Yeah, here's a beer. We're almost out of beers because they we, we need gonna, to, you need to drink a lot to deal with this shithole book. This is uh, from Finback as well. This is called 
conventional. It's a double IPA. It is uh, 8.5%. It is brewed with, uh, dry hopped with El Dorado, Mosaic, and Simcoe Cryo. And I chose this because, uh, well, they were really kind of, with the exception of Joe, they were all pretty conventional for their time. Joe was the one that was... Thought women should learn how to think. Be able to write shitty pulp novel (laughs) short stories. Which ties into uh, the best part of this whole book, which we'll discuss after this beer. I mean, this this is a damn good beer. This is wonderful. I mean, it's conventional for this type, but it's damn good, so I'm okay with it. I wish all conventional beers were this good. Yeah. Ooh. So the important thing, the most important thing of this book is that when book two starts and it's jumped ahead three years, Joe is now, uh, she's, she makes money by writing stories, basically like pulp fiction, trashy romance novels. for Adventure a, stories for, for young boys. For a newspaper or magazine. And the name of that magazine is The Spread Eagle. Oh, yeah. I wrote that down. <laughs> <laughs> and they're all just hardcore porn. Yeah. <laughs> but like also like pseudo emotional porn because it's, you know, 1860s. But it's the spread eagle. And he virulently. How, what else could that have meant? He thrusts his fist against the posts and <laughs> still insists he sees the ghosts. Oh, is that from it? Yeah, it is. It's I he, just. Do it's what he says to uh, get over his stutter. Also, spe- speaking of callbacks to other books we've read here. Uh, at some point, I forget which one, because this book is a series of uh, meaningless short stories. Uh, they had the phrase Meg, who was the most conventional of the girls, who was just like wanted to get married and have kids, and she marries some fucking dude who is nice. But wasn't you know, he like, like an actor or something? No, he was a businessman. Of but sorts. he made no money or something. Oh no, yeah, he, he was, was poor. also poor. She married for love, and that's fine, you know, so the, because because that's nice. Ha ha ha. But said that she was, when she lived there, she bustled about like a true Martha. Oh, I read a footnote I, about I, this. I, read, I looked it up, I was like, why do they call her a Martha? And it it's is. like, apparently that's like a thing in the Bible. Yeah, there's a biblical story. one of Jesus' friends. I wonder and, if and that's, that's where the Handmaid's that's Tale is. Total, yeah. I, I, was, I actually like, thought of this too. I didn't understand why they would call that a Handmaid's Tale. I never thought to look it up. But I, looked, so I, I always like, thought it was must, Martha Washington. That's what I, I thought. Was maybe, yeah, but apparently it's like an actual. It's a biblical thing, and I looked up like, that makes oh, more that sense, fucking though. means something. I, I thought maybe they made up for that because Martha Washington certainly. But it's pretty I, dowdy. If you see it in a second place in the 1860s. It must mean something else. So, no, this no, book was worth it alone to know that. It wasn't worth it for that. I'd rather no, I'd rather understand no, The Handmaid's no. Tale less and not read this book. <laughs> Slightly, you gotta, you gotta, you gotta take what you can get. We also never mentioned shitty Aunt March. Oh yeah, she was the worst. All of my girls are trash, and they're all never gonna be rich. They won't have Another my money. Similarity to Pride and Prejudice. That's the evil dragon of an ant, Madame Beaujolais. But none the thing. I don't remember the Beauregard character. Thing. Yeah, <laughs> Beauregard. I got that beer that was a random French name because I thought it was close enough because I couldn't remember her name then either. <laughs> More like disregard. Oh, she was Judy Dench in the movie, and in the new update, which is why we're doing this book now. The new updated version, uh, Meryl Streep. Oh, which they are from the preview I saw of the movie coming up. It's going to be radically different from this book. Um, <laughs> I saw I actually saw like a, a trailer that I was able to skip after five seconds on YouTube, and that was enough for me to know I don't want to ever see that movie. <laughs> it's not. It might be okay. It's going to be better than this book. I can guarantee that. That's but they it's, changed it's so much of it. Hard to be worse yeah. than this book. But they changed like every like the characters and the message. But the message of this is learn to be a good housewife. Well, there, yeah, there's a lot of <laughs> statements there about. I wrote down. They kind of made it into like a feminist thing, which this book is not in any way. It well, really okay, wasn't. was it a? semi-feminist book for the 1860s. You know, I thought about that. I don't think it was. The fact that Joe had opinions was one thing, but in well, the end... That's it. That's the that way it one was. Girl had one girl had some opinions, but in general, no. It was just, you know, be a good Puritan, have some kids... Obey your husband. Work hard. Yeah, obey your husband. Which was the very end. Which of was I wrote this down days. also. I wrote this okay. down also because it was hilarious, and I know you guys would enjoy that. I noticed this is this. one of the later chapters about in the near the very end where uh, Amy and Laurie. No, no, no. 
Yeah, Laurie eventually they, they, marries the the young stupid bitch because she's the only one dumb enough to marry him. Oh yeah, she marries. She only marries him when they're because on their grand rich. tour of Europe, though. And she, I'll only marry you if you go visit your grandpa one more time because he's sad. That happens. Anyway, they All, have some. They have takes, some children. No, this is this is Amy and Laurie, who like yeah, Amy and Laurie. Yeah, she takes the boat. I wrote this funny. This I thought this line was funny. Amy takes the boat to England, and uh, she says Joe would have quote tooted on the captain's speaking trumpet. (laughs) 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 That's fucking hilarious. I don't even know what it really means, but it's really funny. Some nineteenth-century farting. (laughs) Taking a good rip, like tooted into his speaking trumpet. I think his speaking trumpet was probably like a megaphone thing. It was probably like the thing that you talking to, like a bunch of phonographs go off inside the cabin or something. I don't know. Like a thing like cheerleaders used in 1932, you know? Yeah, there you go. Mm-hmm. And she would have shouted into it because she can't keep her opinions to herself because she's an uppity woman. The, the thing that I noticed that I thought you guys would have noticed because of me was uh, Meg, the older sister, marries the nice poor man, John. And they talk about how proud he is of his wife's feet. (laughs) (laughs) Jimmy has a history of being into feet. It's true. He loves feet. (laughs) And he's just like, this book is from the 1860s. Especially the feet of little Why is he talking about how hot her feet are? (laughs) Her feet must have been fucking gross, though. I mean, in the movie, you know, I don't know what her feet look like. I'm not into feet. I'm not out of feet. But I'm not really into it. But I imagine feet 170 uh, years ago were kind of gross. I, I imagine they're all about the same. Uh, I feel like, you know, nail clipper technology has probably improved a bit. They just use scissors and cut off the tips of the toes. <laughs> <laughs> they bind the feet, so they're like they just run all the way around. It's not Chinese little woman. No. Also, they have a kid. They have, they have two kids. They have the, twins. The yeah. worst. They should have drowned them. They should have. <laughs> For for a book about or for when the book with Laurie talking about he wanted a, a manlier name so call him Laurie, they name the son John, and they're like, let's call him Demi. His name is Demi John. That's a that's a jug. and we'll call him Demi, not what? John. Maybe they called him Demi, not Demi. Not yeah, Demi but more. Demi is still not a very masculine. Uh, Demi John is a big jug. It's a real thing. It also means half John. Yeah, well, because he's a junior. I mean, that's kind of cute. Yeah, but then you, why would you shorten his name to Demi John or to Demi? The, the whole thing, the, the whole thing, like being a junior, it's weird. You know, like, well, you should fucking know Jimmy. I should know. You're a third. They don't call us Demi anymore, though, because I didn't know that was a thing. That's stupid. <laughs> I think that was a, a cute he's little got, pun. He's got his wife who he wants to jack up on her feet, and he has his son Demi, <laughs> and the daughter. His son was the worst. Also, they I mentioned kid. Amy thinks her feet are pretty. There are two characters talking about Amy's feet. No, no. No, no, no. Oh, my God. Right. I messed this up. John thinks his wife, Meg's feet are pretty, and Amy thinks her own feet are pretty. Well, they're, they're Two related. different sets of feet. Well, it would be too risque to mention any other part of her. Don't talk about in her ankles. That yeah. ankle meat is off limits. <laughs> that would be... That would be scandalous. You can't say that in 1868. It was... Uh, or 69. I'm just saying there's a lot of foot talk for this weird-ass old book. There's it also, was the only acceptable part to mention. There's also a passage where they talk about... Which one was the one that wanted to be an artist? Was that uh, Amy? The one who wanted to be a painter and shit? And Amy, she, yeah. She yeah. goes, she goes and she, to be a painter. She uh, put her foot in the cast and made a, a fucking cast mold of her foot. Yeah, for that a, was a for thing she did for for Laura to jack off on. <laughs> when she was out of town, he put the foot into his butt and just <laughs> was, go to so town on himself. In the book I read, it, it had a it had it had all these pictures of shit from the Louis and Alcott Museum, and one was a picture There's of a, a museum. Yeah, it's just filled with cats <laughs> <laughs> and they, Germans. They, had, they love messes. And those Germans Irish children. But they had a picture of an old, like, cement plaster fucking whatever foot. And I was like, oh, that's one of Louisa Malcott's sisters made this cast of her foot. And that was the inspiration for this scene. And I was like, that's so yeah, weird. That's pretty much it. It's so fucking weird. But that really happened. Going back to the thing we talked about a while ago, that 
These are just things that actually happened in her lifetime. And, and she, she tried did. to shoehorn them in. Yeah. Foothorn. She, foot she wrote the second half in, in like six three months. months. Yeah. No, like three well, months. Well, you know, once, once, the, once the table is set, it doesn't take long to eat. <laughs> I made that up, the metaphor, right now, and I think it's good. <laughs> you know what? It's, it's better than this book, so it's fine. You know what would be better than this book? This beer that we probably should have had earlier. But <laughs> I don't know. I forgot the connection for this. There's a chance. It says called Firestone Walker. Oh, it's because they had that fucking uh, that party, British with, guy. party with the redcoats. And, he and get, they go to England. So yeah, he gets and they go to England and their English are all like, oh, you Americans, you're so common. I forget what they say, but <clears throat> there's a thing about it. Oh, no, I remember. Okay, so Union Jack, that's also a term for, like, a flag, which was important in the Civil War. That's why I put this on the list. Flags in the Civil War. Yeah. Okay, yeah, that's fine. Bars and stars. Stars and bars. And stars and bars and bars and stars. Bars and stars and stripes, yeah. That's why I put it on the list. That's it. Wasn't that that's the not reason. actually the flag of the Confederate? I feel like that... No, it was the Confederate battle flag. Different thing. Yeah, because back but then you had the time for it. Like, we need multiple flags. We need... Yeah. That was important. Well, they, they didn't have Twitter yet. There no flag emojis they could just substitute. No. This is a fine IPA. I guess like when they say Union Jack, they're probably going for like an older style, British-style IPA. Basic. It's fine, but I just have... My tastes personally have changed, and I don't really enjoy this sort of thing anymore. Yeah. Um, though it does... One of the notes I took down was that there are a lot of liners, one-liners throughout the book, of defining America by comparing it to other countries. That happens a lot in the book. And they're like, Americans do this, unlike those people. And, you know, I feel like that's the thing that if I were in a college classroom, I'd probably write a fucking paper about it, you know, like for this book. Like, there is interesting shit in it from that sense, if you want to like, what did people yeah. think 150, mm-hmm. 160, whatever the hell it is years ago? Yeah, definitely. There's, it, it, it is definitely a way to see the old-timey ways. But... It's also, I think, I think primarily it's seen as like an early work of like feminist stuff. But it's, and it's not. not. I wrote down this other quote that I just found where I think it's, uh, they have, oh, it's when, uh, I think it's, I think it's when Amy's having her engagement party or like some part, someone's having, a, Meg's having her engagement party and she invites all of her like lady friends over for a, a, a meal where they're going to have lobster because that was poor people food back then. That was poor people food. Yeah. yeah. And they're trying to put it together. And they're, all these women are going to come, and they're going to have this party, and they try to work together to make the party, and they can't do it. Because in the book, it says women can't work together without having a big fight. It's, quote, impossible to avoid. And then women they're all bitches to each other. can't work together because that's what they do. So this is, I feel like, you know, if you take like the broad concept, you could have it as a feminist thing. But if you read the book, it's in no way feminist by today's standards. By uh, today's standards, definitely not. Uh, what about the passage where it says a woman's, quote, special miss- mission is drying tears and bearing burdens? Yeah. Like, to make her husband wow. feel better. Like, there are it's some. To make, it's to, they just exist as. Support for their husbands. I mean, the whole. And there's the long passage where, well, it's Amy. Yeah, Amy spends too much money because she wants such a fine dress, and she has to. Oh, she, spends, she has no, to no, show that, her. That's Meg. Meg. Okay, that's she has Meg. to show her account book to her husband, and her husband. Yeah, and he's like, I've got to work to, a lot more this month. Yeah, no, he decides to cancel the thing that he had ordered. It's a lot like. Um, Gift of the Magi. Gift of the Magi, yeah. It was a lot like that. Except he didn't get anything. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and she kept her he hair. Got, he got and anal. Kept, yeah. He got <laughs> anal. <laughs> That's the Gift of the Magi. Also, I wrote this the down. Gift of the Magi. This is not related, but I can't remember who no. it was. <laughs> I, I, I wrote this down. I can't remember who it was, and it doesn't reply to right now, but it's really funny. Uh, I think it's probably Amy. She goes on a trip with her aunt and her friend Flo. <laughs> I know it didn't mean that in 1860 whatever but it's really funny that those just coincidentally work together <laughs> I mean the it's whole not Aunt Flo so it's not that exact but it's Aunt and her friend Flo there's like a it's, there's it's like a pretty close, there's dude. like a 1% <laughs> chance that that 
would work out. So for, she traveled like, through Europe on her period the whole time. She was on her period for years, years. Uh, the part of the thing is the point of the book. It seems to suggest that a woman's highest honor is being a mother and a wife. A that, mother, a mother and a good wife. That yeah, is what a woman can strive hard, for. Keeps her opinions to herself. Except in very rare occasions when that's okay. Well, yeah, but it has to be really warm. They had yeah. this uh, thing when after the expensive dress and all that shit, and Meg and John are trying to like fix their marriage because you know it's strained because you know she she's an buys asshole. stuff and she's general. She's generally okay, but he's the best husband. He's the best husband. Yes. The men are flawless and, in the book. Do you know that? Not Laurie. Put the Laurie's children to bed. Yeah, he be just by being yeah, because the she's, authority she's in the house. too nice to them. She gives them sugar cubes like horses to go to bed, <laughs> and he's like, "Shut the fuck up and go to like, bed, or I'll fucking no. punch you in the mouth." I'm like, "Okay, father." And but they do that. that. That was a really they. They, they want to fix the marriage, but they try to talk about book. stuff. They try to talk about stuff, and she's like, "I can't talk to him about politics. That's not. That's not for women." So we try to talk about knitting or some shit, and it's like, oh well, he can like bullshit about that for a while. So everything's fine now. Well, I guess if I had to play devil's advocate here, they couldn't fucking vote. So what's not the sense? Yeah, no, it's it's not, it's not it's not half a century. Not, she's not wrong at the time, but to to take this as you know a feminist thing, mainly because Joe is an opinionated woman, it, but it, it leaves out it leaves out. 90% of the book. But she like dressed. She she does many things that are very masculine. Like, she like cuts she, her hair short. She cuts her hair off. She wants to write books. She dresses. She wants to she be wants a to boy write at, at all. Points. <laughs> she wants to learn she to does, write. She kind of wants to be a man. Okay. So for the, uh, the, for the, well, that's for the true. Time. So the other female writers of the 19th century that we've read. And there's, I mean, so, okay, we read. A singular. Pride and Prejudice and Frankenstein. And then this. Now we haven't read any of the Bronte sisters, but how I many pray other? We do not. <clears throat> how many others are there besides that? I don't know. Right English not speaking, many. not many. You'd have not to many. Be other a... languages, also not many. So what I constantly was ref- was comparing this to in my head was Pride and Prejudice, because I think they're like, I mean, they're not. It was the kind exact of same book. American and Pride and Prejudice. Th- this is to a degree where the main character is sort of a more forward-thinking woman who has stronger opinions about things. That's kind of like was a very similar to um, Elizabeth Bennet in Pride and Prejudice. And it is very, and, and it is a similar book also in another way, which is it's a book about women in their like teenage slash young 20s. It's a lot about like finding a man, finding I mean, a husband. Is, and, when and was Pride and Prejudice written? It was like the 1815 like or 1810 or something. So like this is it was def- very this is, similar. This is decades later. Yeah, but it is still a very similar. It kind was of like thing. one opinionated sister and like a bunch of useless sisters, and one I'll dies. Go. One ago, one, one pre- <laughs> or is ugly. In Pride and Prejudice, in Pride and Prejudice, she doesn't die. She's just useless. Oh, uh, Mary, she the ugly. might as well be dead. But it is, it's very <laughs> similar. So that's what I was comparing it to in my head. Whereas Frankenstein, I would call a very different book. Because, I mean, that's just well, a very yeah. different it's, book. There's, there's like entirely different one genre. female character in Frankenstein. She fucking dies. Yeah. She's useless, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And the male character is useless. He's just sick the whole time. Just like, oh, I'm weak. Got a real boo-boo. I kind of, oh, I read all the books about alchemy, and now I have a headache. Uh, okay, so if you had to compare... Little Women and Pride and, Pride and Prejudice, which would you say is better? Pride and Prejudice was shorter. I Pride and Prejudice was better. It was shorter, but it was also better. Yeah, I would agree. Shorter, not only better because it was shorter, but also just better. I think it, it could also be more readily accepted as a feminist thing. A little bit, yeah. There's less of a there's there's less of a subtext about being a good wife in it. So we never mentioned the ending where Aunt March fucking croaks. She croaks and leaves. And, and even though she said, like, I'll never leave you anything, Joe, because you once read to me while you had a cold, and that made me mad. <laughs> yeah. That was a fucking thing in the book. She, yeah, Joe starts her own school. Well, she gets married to She their, marries to her German teacher. But he, yeah, her professor. She has an intense philosophy debate with, and she's like, I want to I wanna suck his uh, bratwurst. <laughs> 
to not be married to you would be the worst. She starts a school. That's kind yeah, of they like cr- how it like is. A little she starts school a, like a where she has school. her one quadroon. Or a boys' school because girls aren't allowed to learn. Exactly. <laughs> girls aren't allowed to learn. She has a school for just ragamuffins. They say that word like a hundred times in that chapter. And the occasional rich child. Who supports the others. Where they're going to, you know, teach whatever. And then it says she fucked up a lot. It says that. Like, she did a bad job in the beginning. It just kind of throws away Well, you know, first year teacher. It's really hard. Really she has no idea what she's doing. She's like, not even just, in the union yet. Let me no. just show the movie. Does that work? And I just <laughs> show you the movie. The <laughs> just show you a, the movie. <laughs> a series of daguerreotypes. <laughs> so they, she opens her school at, with Fritz... And they have, like, the weirdest scene where he proposes to her. With like, And he talks to this German accent. It makes no sense. He goes, occasionally he goes, I have to know. Like, he can't just say have. Yet he's so educated, and he speaks multiple languages, but he has to, I have to know. You can still speak multiple languages and still have a fucking crowd accent. You could, but he only says it for the word have. Yeah, it's the only word. He's he's like he's like the uh, the maid who speaks in fucking towny Massachusetts, and she accent. just kind of disappears from the book, right? She dies of tuberculosis, probably. Oh, they, uh, she, she, she dies of being even poorer than them. <laughs> but <laughs> that she has to live with those poor Germans, those dumb or Irish children. Yeah, uh, she infinite amount. She, she of ate them. a bad lime. <laughs> she fucking croaked. She sucked in a lime. She found outside a window. Pickled lime. <laughs> And then it fucking ends. And uh, and man, let me tell you, the best feeling I've had in a long time was when I was reading the book and it was like, you know, on the Kindle. I'm reading on the Kindle and it's like eight minutes in this chapter. I'm like, it's the last chapter, thank God. Eight minutes left, seven minutes left. And then it ended. And then there were six minutes of notes. And I was like, I'm fucking done? <laughs> I skipped those six minutes? This book is over. And I was so happy. Because it sucked the whole way. There was no moment, start to end, where I was like, this isn't bad. Everything was just death-dealingly terrible. Both the author and the publisher thought it was kind of dull. That was, and that was the first nine chapters. That and was then she wrote polite a lot New England speak. Yeah. It was, mm-hmm. it was horrifically bad. It was bad. It could have been better if she stripped out fifty percent of it. I have to say. Also, there was a thing. She she's Joe. She's Joe in this book. Oh yeah, one hundred percent. And every time Joe submits a manuscript to the editor, like this is way too long. Let's cut it down. Yeah, cut out like, all these very themes. very self aware. Yeah, but not quite enough. Not yeah. quite enough. <laughs> she's she's drawing I mean, the wrong who, lesson. Imagine there was a fucking unedited version that was three times as long. Oh my god. Chapter 412. Writing for the, writing for the spread eagle. <laughs> the spread eagle. <laughs> it, was, it was bad, dude. It was bad. It, there were points... Like, I think, once again, like, I think the, the basic story is not necessarily bad. It's just... It's, it's so it's just, bloated. What's the conflict? What's, what's the interesting yeah. part? What is, like, what is the thing going on? It's like... Becoming an old lady. Yeah, in, in 19... <laughs> Going from being uh, Bantam bitches Ooh Bantam nice. Bantam Nice Thank you Featherweight females Oh fuck Welterweight women oh, It's still women But yeah. mm-hmm. <laughs> That's the plot It's like What's it like to grow up Yeah mm-hmm. in, in 1862 And I'll give it that But it's Sometimes it's way too much I would say it's Most all too much, time. in yeah. the words of uh, George Harrison, <laughs> or whatever Beatle wrote that song. It's all too much. It's terrible. This was this but was. They're going to make another movie of it. This is one of the few books I've given one star to on Goodreads. I gave it two. One. I, How many stars did you give Fifty Shades of Grey? Two stars. Oh, oh. Because Fifty Shades of Grey was entertaining because it was so bad, I was able to laugh at it. There was nothing. Re- I could criticize well, well, this, also, but I didn't enjoy we, it. We've even. talked about this before. The star rating system is not... It's not great. It's I know awful. that. Like, I one know that. star is didn't like it. Two stars is it was okay or well, whatever. So ev- it's not like... Everyone has to make their own system. Yeah, so it's not, it's not, it's not, a, it's not an objective system. But I, I would say 
It did not deserve one star. Well, I get. I only give one stars to things I truly hated, except Moby Dick, which was a great work of literature that I truly hated. I liked with Moby Dick. Every ounce of my being. I liked it a lot. I read it twice, and every time I read it, I wanted to kill myself. I'm gonna read it if we if we ever stop doing this podcast where I have to. I can't. I'm constantly reading shit now for the podcast. I want to read Moby Dick again. I liked Moby Dick. This book. I never want to see again. I hated this. I don't need to read it again, but I can watch the movie. You know what? I'll watch. I'll watch the new movie. I'm not going to pay for it in theaters, but I'll watch it when it comes out on later on on Put Locker. Yeah, <laughs> uh, I, and I'm sure. I'm. Sh- I'm sure it will be fine. I'm sure it'll be okay. Yeah, All right. it's because because I watched the '90s one, and '90s is not known for like making like great cinema. It's kind of dated nowadays, but it's still. So don't you dare say that about Can't Hardly Wait. Can't Hardly Wait was fine, certainly. But it was it was okay. It was perfectly all right. If this book had just been the parts of the movie, without the other seventy five percent of uh, filler trash, it would have been like, all right, this book was tolerable, and I've read it, and I never need to again. But I'm done. If we read only the first half, it if we read only the first half, I would have been, like, been I would have been really confused. Like that's it. Yeah, 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 definitely. How did they publish that? But I still would have been happier. It's the Don Quixote thing. We just churn something out. He didn't churn that out at all. But well, it was like a monster. Like we 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 have the one version, and back in the day, it was two. There was nothing else to do. People just accepted half a book. There wasn't even a fucking ending. Well, part one just ended. Yeah, part one just ended. Yeah, yeah. I don't know. Well, fuck it. Tell us what you thought. Send us an email to drunkguysbookclub at gmail.com. Uh, follow us on Twitter at drunkguysbc. Or go to Facebook and Instagram at drunkguysbookclub. And if you listen this long, don't be a bitch. <laughs> leave, us, <laughs> leave us a review of uh, five stars. Don't be a little bitch. And, and that's uh, it. Check out the Hopped Up <laughs> Network, a network of independent beer podcasters. And thanks for listening. <laughs>